Hello and welcome to Collision Cast, the official podcast of Fender Bender Magazine, helping collision repair shop owners make money, save money, and work smarter. I'm Todd Kortemeyer, editor of Fender Bender, and in today's episode, we welcome back Chris Maimoni and revisit the topic of quality. This time, we discuss Chris's experience as an industry advisor conducting quality assurance classes for new employees that set expectations for quality going forward. Classes like these help establish a shop's reputation and lead to greater customer retention and satisfaction. For even more from Chris, you can find him on LinkedIn, on his website, chrismaimoni.com, as well as in previous episodes of Collision Cast found on fenderbender.com. And now, here's our conversation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this latest episode of Collision Cast. I'm joined here by Chris Maimoni for another uh, episode talking about quality. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about some uh, quality assurance classes that Chris has experience with as an advisor to the industry. Um, Chris, could you talk through first a little bit about the background of how the classes came to be and um, why you found they're important for shops? Yes, Todd, thank you so much for having me on uh, again. I'd be more than happy to elaborate. I started uh, being part of or learning what a quality assurance class is about when I was with Service King uh, back in 2014 or 2018. And what they wanted was for the quality assurance team, it, would, it was me and, and another individual we would host uh, classes to talk about the uh, quality expectation uh, that the organization had. Uh, I would go through the uh, and inspe- the inspection forms with the uh, individuals, and I would just go through different processes. I would show them different uh, things that I found that were key when uh, looking for quality, either in the process or the final product, uh, the classes were geared towards uh, new teammates, uh, possibly individuals that you saw quality issues with. So I found it very effective, uh, especially with new teammates. And it, I got a lot of good feedback from it as the classes started to evolve and it just it just made a lot of uh, positive uh, feedback as time went on, and I I evolved evolved it as I saw uh, certain things were needed. So you mentioned that it was primarily for new teammates. Is that because it assists in establishing a standard of quality for those new teammates going forward? Uh, y- yes, sir. Uh, the reason why it was geared to new teammates is a lot of uh, individuals might come from other shops. If you're a small organization, you might hire a person that comes from a, an organization that doesn't have the quality standard you do, doesn't know of uh, certain processes that need to be done, let's say on a structural repair to put uh, cavity wax uh when um you know before you put the car together to you know keep the integrity of the uh repair there so you you're able to set a standard of that you're you're able to uh you know just 
start everything from scratch with new teammates, with people that you hire uh, that are new to the industry. You could hire an apprentice. And so they, they know from the beginning you're, you're grooming them with, you know, the biggest thing for me is when you hire someone that is new to the industry, you, you can mold them and they know nothing wrong at that point or nothing right. So you're able to set that beginning standard of them learning how to walk. And you will create uh, positive trends for their development and it will uh, just increase uh, as time goes on. So in your experience, were these classes something that shops just hadn't thought about before or maybe had tried it and just you know, weren't effective in getting through the message or how did you, you know, how did shops learn that this was something they needed? Well, I've only done it with uh, service King. So I've never, I've not experienced it at other locations or other organizations. Uh, this is something that I thought would be of interest to, you know, Shop, shop owners that have one or two locations, maybe four. It doesn't matter the amount of locations you have. The biggest thing I felt that this could uh, give an idea to is if you start, you know, you're hiring an employee and you're having to do a lot of coaching with them and they're just not understanding where you have the bar set for certain processes maybe the ideas that I can lay out to you will help uh, as you develop those individuals, as you hire them, uh, if they're seasonal or if they're uh, new to the industry. Well, I think that's a great segue then into diving right into the material. So what, um, you know, what were the main areas that you covered in these classes? The main topics were culture, if the organization had a quality assurance form to go through that, and also key things that I saw in my career that a lot of shops, uh, technicians, advisors would miss as the car goes through in the process, or if it's a final product that the advisor or the technician's looking at, they're uh, missing key things. And those were the things that I really tried to identify in the classes if they didn't know the difference between uh, backside, you know, corrosion protection or cavity wax. I just try to gauge the class on things that I saw were issues that arose with, with the organizations that I worked with and I've worked with several. So yeah, I really tried to just gauge it where I can hit all the different areas and uh, hopefully it'll stick with them and it'll just keep moving them forward as they move on uh, with their organization. So one of the things uh, you mentioned to me was um, having a, a quality mindset was hopefully one of the, the goals of these classes. Could you explain or define what a quality mindset is? Yes. Well, all my podcasts have been revolved around quality. And the biggest thing 
I would say to everyone that's listening is you always have to have the mindset, you know, if it was my car that's getting repaired, what would I expect? If you go to a restaurant, what kind of service am I going to expect? So you're going to expect nothing but the best. So with quality, there should be no lower standard than what you would expect if it was your car getting repaired. And a lot of people, unfortunately, will forget that as they go through the day to day, uh, as they will look at, let's say they a technician, for example, I had one time, a technician actually told me that I should have got eight hours uh, on a vehicle, but they gave me four. So I'm only gonna do four hours of effort or workmanship quality oriented workmanship because of that. So, you know, this that's not quality and trying to set a mindset that no matter what happens through the method of repair, no matter what happens in the day to day, that you you as a technician, as an advisor, as a general manager, as a production manager, whatever line of work you do within the organization, you're doing it to the best of your ability for your customer. So it's probably not practical or even advisable to have these classes multiple times. What are some ways you know, to track that these standards are being upheld or, you know, if you see someone starting to slip, how would you advise, you know, to handle those situations? Well, the classes can be held, you know, strictly once, but if you start seeing trends that uh, you're having comebacks within the method of repair where it goes to paint, technician sends it to paint, and paint rejects uh, given items. And the management team starts seeing that individual um, or department, they start seeing trends of comebacks uh, through the repair process, or if uh, the car comes back with a customer complaint, you can um, you know, document and you know, have just conversations one-on-one with them and it will uh, allow you to just continuously coach because a lot of people don't don't, uh, remember that quality is important every single second of the day because we all live in a world where things are moving 10,000 miles a minute. And sometimes the human nature kicks in and uh, we might uh, cut our workmanship or quality mindset short. You mentioned some of the feedback you've gotten, um, positive feedback from these classes. What were some of the things that shops found particularly, um, I guess, enlightening or surprising or things that were like, oh, we, you know, we hadn't really put it that way before or thought of it that way before. Was there anything like that that you could share? One of the major things, surprisingly, was the difference uh, between 
you know, backside corrosion protection versus cavity wax. A lot of uh, advisors, believe it or not, didn't know the difference. Uh, managers didn't know the difference. Uh, you know, when a car is completed, you don't want to have to take the car apart to confirm that cavity wax was applied to a structural replacement. So being able to know or smell what it what cavity wax smells like, it, it's important. And I used to do that in those classes. And, you know, using certain things like that, having them see what the product looks like, smelling it, it, it just gives them that extra uh, tool to use while they're um, inspecting the car through the process, what a weld looks like, a proper weld if you're a, a painter. It, it just, you're building that quality standard. So if you start, if there's an issue, they can identify it real quickly and then hopefully resolve it and the car can go through the process uh, smoothly, smoother as uh, time goes on. And that's what the name of the game is. We have, you know, KPIs we have to reach cycle time. So every time a car comes back, uh, creates an issue. So with uh, individuals being able to identify certain things and if they're, if the technician or painter is made notified of that and they start learning, okay, this is a trend that I'm making, they can resolve it and hopefully they'll learn from it and it uh, become an issue as the future goes on. So if a shop wants to start a program like this to have its own quality assurance classes, you know, what, what do they kind of need to know to get started? The biggest thing that I, I would say when trying to develop this is it starts with uh, the owner and then it bleeds, it goes down to management uh, and you guys have to develop what you envision your quality classes to be. You know, I can give ideas just like I have uh, with the different examples, but every organization is going to have certain things that are key to what they want. And that is the, the biggest thing. And if you have your management team, the owner and the management team on board, that is the beginning part of it. And you guys can develop it and then do a, a, a test run with uh, technicians as they come on board. Or if you have, um, you know, certain things that pop up, you can start developing your quality assurance classes that way. Is there anything else we haven't touched on that you think um, our listeners need to know about quality in general or, um, you know, classes, education, training, anything like that? Well, in terms of a quality assurance class, the biggest thing I would stress is you if you start doing that uh, kind of education, you have to continue it because a lot of times, you know, we can all relate to this where we come up with a great idea, it goes good for three months, and then 
a new idea pops up and then that whole idea disappears. So this class, if it's not continuously uh, taught, can disappear and the advantages from that can disappear. Uh, in terms of you know encouraging you to continue classes, you know look at you know what, how cars are being developed with uh, the type of metals and you know the the, the electrical <laughs> capabilities of, of of vehicles. Those are other areas of a quality assurance class or topics that you can go into you know, how a Tesla is calibrated, you know, what to look for when, you know, if, if a car has autopilot, certain features on any kind of vehicle, how to identify a blind spot system, you know, on a seven series, uh, certain features that that vehicle may have. Every manufacturer is gonna probably have the same thing, but how to identify that is important. It, yeah, it starts, at the beginning of, of the process, you know, if, if an advisor can identify this car has uh, autopilot, this car has a blind spot system at check-in, you can have, um, you know, less problems arise as uh, the car gets RNI'd or it gets put back together before it leaves. You also impress the customer you know, but having that education in those different examples I just gave, this is what it should encourage you to do these type of classes because it's not just about uh, corrosion protection. It's, a, it's you know, we're, we're learning, cars are being developed so quickly with technology and the type of metals. You know, we have to be one step ahead. You know, if you're a body shop that, uses OEM databases. You can teach a class on that with your, your advisors that just come on board. You know, how to navigate through the Mercedes uh, technical data uh, website or Honda. It's uh, important to know that these classes um, can just, bring your your organization and your 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 shop to the next level and i you know, i've always reiterated customer retention and if if a shop does these quality assurance classes with new teammates with uh current teammates you're going to see a better product go out the door better customer service which increases your customer retention because customers are happier. They see that, you know, this, this, this shop stands out versus the one I had previously. So I'm, you know, I'm not going to go back to uh, that other organization that I was with if I ever need to have um, another repair done, you know, so it's, these classes um, are very valuable and uh, can be very useful uh, in, in many, many different ways. Well, Chris, thank you so much for your insight and expertise on this topic as always. And we'll talk to you next time. Thanks very much to Chris Mimoni for joining us again. 
You can find him on LinkedIn or on his website, chrismaimoni.com. I am Todd Quartermeyer, editor of Fender Bender Magazine, and thank you for listening to Collision Cast, and we'll talk to you next time.